Blog Talk Radio. comments at the bottom of the page, everybody. Herm. See, I don't see the chat right now. Well, you just kicked me out of it, so. Did I? Yeah, it's oh, oh, okay. It popped up. Everyone's there. I'm back now. And now you're winging it in Motown 42. 4225, to be exact. That would be Matthias Rotola, Corey Emerton. You couldn't pick, you couldn't go with DMAC? Well, I was trying to go with the most recent player to wear that number. I don't know who the most recent person to wear uh, 42 is. Is it Rotola? I think it is. I don't know. Somebody probably wore it in preseason. I, that doesn't I don't really bother. Yeah, I don't really bother learning numbers unless they actually make the team. Right. And then sometimes I have to relearn them anyway, thanks to Dan Cleary and his constant number switching. And now Riley Sheehan's got to get a new number. And wasn't Yurko wearing 28 for a while in camps and stuff? Which that would have been his number when he gets called up this year because of injuries. So now it's like, it's just a giant clusterfuck. Yeah, everything is just fucked now. Pretty much. Somebody should take 51 pretty soon, though. Who's got it in camp? Uh, shit, was it uh, You mentioned it the other day. Yeah, it was Brandon Evans. Evans, okay. Because you said he was like the yeah, exact he was opposite. Yeah, to get used to. Yeah, because he's more of a stand-up, physical, defensive player, not a lot of wheels, uh, not great stick handler. And so you see number 51, it looks like Sopla is out there with a cold or something. Have Has Sopla played yet this preseason? I haven't seen anything on him, although I haven't really had a ton of time to. Dig that uh, yeah, he played. He played tonight because I saw a few tweets out there that says that he was doing well, but I'm pretty sure the Lightning got killed today. Wow, that's what happens when he's your first line center. True. So I don't know. We uh, we don't have a rundown tonight, so we're just kind of flying by the seat. We're winging our, it. We're 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 winging it. Yes. In, <laughs> you caught me off guard there. <laughs> in Detroit and Boston. Uh, Graham is unavailable tonight. He's busy playing Candy Crush. So <laughs> send him lives or however that works. I've never played. But, you know, he, he's unavailable. And and Tyler, well, he's um, he's probably hunting bears or something. I don't know. I He's watching no. me. meaningful sports tonight. The Tigers are still playing or something. The Tigers lost eight to nothing tonight. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's terrible. And I saw it's a tweet first, there, right? probably because Cleveland's in their division. Uh-huh. Verlander pitched, and they're like six and thirteen in the last twenty games he starts or something. 
I saw a tweet. I don't know who it was. So it might not be a credible source, but I saw someone tweeted something or somewhere. I don't know. But the good news is it's not raining here, so you guys don't hear the hail anywhere at all. So that is good news. JJ, did you get a chance to watch the game the other night? Obviously, the Chicago one I don't think was on anywhere. But did you get a chance no. to see the, uh, the Pittsburgh game? I did see most of the Pittsburgh game. Um, the feed I was watching uh, failed before the second period, so I didn't get to see. I missed the goal, uh, the Brandon Sutter goal. But other than that, I saw all of it. I was uh, pretty impressed with the way they played. I uh, I didn't believe it at first when I saw that Almquist Elm scored twice. I was like, that's a typo. They must mean Datuk. He's got a bomb from the point. I mean, I was I didn't really notice him other than the two goals. I was more uh, focused on how uh, Page and Evans were doing, and I thought they looked pretty good for uh, for that third pair. I mean, they were playing against guys that aren't going to make the Penguin squad, but I thought they held their own pretty well. Now, just from reading Malik's write-ups, how he does like the whole line-by-line, defense pair-by-pair, talking about each guy like by a sentence or two, does he look bigger? I mean, he, he, Malik has written that Almquist seems like he's put on a little bit, a little bit of weight, and he doesn't look like the kid that we've seen the last couple of years. Does he actually look physically bigger out there on the ice? Uh, or is he still tiny looking? He looked more like a hockey player, but he looked like a smallish hockey player still. I mean, he wasn't totally – I get used to watching Brian Rafalski out there. Almquist is roughly that size, so that's not really weird to me. So not completely unreasonable to ever see him. Yeah. In the I mean, he's not like Ward Davis out there. I don't know who that is. Should I know who that well, is? No, probably not. I could remember the name of the guy who, the other famous guy who's in everything now. Is he bigger than Chris Connor? Yes, he's bigger than Chris Connor. Okay. Um, I don't know. I know Brendan Smith had two assists, right? So he's obviously turned the corner and he's going to win the uh, Norris Trophy this year. After he took the very first penalty of the game. Yeah, but I'm sure it was a well-deserved penalty. I I think it was a hook. It's really difficult. I will say this. It's really difficult to talk about Red Wings hockey when you haven't seen any of the games so far this week. That's all I'm going to say. You probably should have watched. Uh, Yes, Brandon Smith took a hooking against Jason Megna, who is a nobody. So, yeah, Who? he hooked a nobody. Is it Jason Megna? I don't get Jay Megna. I don't know. I don't think it matters because he's not going to play in the NHL this year. Right. I mean, at least when Zetterberg took a, took a penalty, it was against an NHLer. All I know is Jenna Grosty was at the game, and she sent me two tweets that said, dude, and that was the first one. And the second one was, Smith looks so good. So he's clearly turned a corner. But uh, still... sure, I mean, he's 
I've never thought Brendan Smith was as bad as a lot of people thought. Now I've never thought he's as good as you think he is, so that balances out. How did he look with Quincy? Did he play majority of the time with Quincy? Yeah, and he looked better than Quincy did. Quincy that's, still got that thing that's where it's hard. But... Well, I mean, Quincy's decent enough at, in his own zone. The, the thing that still pisses me off about Quincy is he can't get shots through traffic at all. I mean, there was one, and that was basically because Tatar set him up on a platter, knocking the puck away from somebody in the, the offensive zone. So, I don't know. The dude's he's got to learn how to, to change an angle or, or some shit because it's, it's fucking ridiculous. I guess you, you made an easy transition here with by mentioning Tatar. I mean, Ken Holland said last week, though, I don't know how much weight you put into this comment, he said that Tatar will be one of the 14 forwards, or however many they end up carrying uh, on the roster. He said Tatar will be one of them. Um, you buying that? Well, I mean, he then immediately qualified with probably. I mean, I'm buying it on the concept of he's definitely not going to Grand Rapids because he's not going to clear waivers. So Right. He's a winger. He's gone. Yeah. I don't think that it necessarily changes anything as far as how likely or unlikely uh, Tatar is to be traded before the season starts because if Ken Holland is trying to build up the kid's trade value before he does that, what the hell else should he say in this in this situation? He's great. He's going to be one of the 14 forwards. He's going to fight for his spot. He's he's so awesome because that's exactly what he wants other GMs to hear. And I don't think that he's going to be traded necessarily. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens, but um, I'm not telling him to pack his bags yet. I mean, I, I really think? want him to stay. Uh, I think he's going to be on this team. I mean, I've, I've said it here all summer long, and by all summer long, I mean like the three podcasts we did this summer, that I think Eves is gone, and I think Tutu's gone. Um, that might end up being just one of them, I would guess, right? If you lose Emerton with Helm on IR, or going to be on IR, I'm sure. I know we, we talk after. about the, the numbers game all the time here, it seems, because it's kind of the only thing to talk about until the actual real games are being played. But I don't think Tatar's going anywhere. I don't think you draft a kid in the second round and let him develop and over-ripen in Grand Rapids like your entire organizational philosophy is and and then just cut bait with him because Danny Cleary's back. I think they move someone else. But you remember how the – yeah, obviously what the Red Wings will do because uh, – of what their organizational style is, is they will lose Thomas Tatar to waivers because of an old guy, and then a few years right. down the line they'll re they'll get him back with a first round draft pick. Well, first they'll have Iserman trade for him, and then they'll get Iserman the first round draft pick to get him back. Yeah, that doesn't make it any better. And then he'll disappoint everybody. He'll basically be the next Yuri Hoodler, because I keep saying that. Yeah, but is it? I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. Yuri Hoodler. I mean, no one's expecting Tatar to beat Datsu. Tatar ended up being Hoodler. 
a little bit better than Hoodler, but not by much. I'd be all right with that. If his, if he's Hoodler, okay. Fine by me. He has a spot in this roster. Right? No, you know how much I love Hoodler. Absolutely. He's your favorite. I'd take I'd take Hoodler back right now if he if his cap hit weren't so dumb. Sure. But I mean, do you? I guess let's. Do you expect Tatar to be Hoodler? Do you expect him to do better than Hoodler? Like, if Hoodler's the bar, the bar has been set. Jags. Is he better than Zag? bar. Yeah. Because he's got the plays more defense than Hoodler does. Because I mean, Hoodler actually did play defense in his last year or last two years with Detroit. He wasn't completely uninterested in back checking. He just. Well, there was never a very good skater, so it never looked like he was back-checking because uh, it took him forever to get back into the zone. Uh, Stars a little bit speedier than that, and he's he's definitely looked like he has more drive at this point of his career, point in his career to be a more well-rounded player than Hitler did. Um, oh, I, I'm worried, like in the Pittsburgh game, I saw that five-on-three that they had where he had the puck in the circle and wouldn't shoot it, and that was it was very Hitlerian to me. As long as he doesn't carry the puck into the zone, cross the blue line, and then pull up and wait, and then turn it over, I'm fine with that. As long as he doesn't become Philpola. That's more of a Samuelson move now. Well, it has to. The, Samuelson has adopted the Philpola because Philpola's gone. So someone's got to do it. He didn't always turn it over at the blue line. Sometimes he skated all the way down to the half boards, like where Dodd likes to set up on the power play, and then he'd turn it over. The key there is, though, the turnover and the fact that he never drove the net. But at least he looked good while he was turning it over. That's the important part. You could almost see his hair flip underneath his helmet in slow motion. Like, oh, I've got a back check now. I don't know. I think he's going to be really well liked in uh, wherever the Tampa Bay. By the way, I looked him up. They did win. And thanks to uh, Justin Bartel on Twitter for pointing this out. They won. They beat the Blues in a shootout. Phil uh, scored what? in the shootout. I mean, that doesn't help. Phil scored in the shootout. They didn't even let him do a shootout here ever. Well, I mean, who the hell else are they going to put in a shootout? San Luis? Stamkos? I don't know. I don't know who shot, so I don't particularly care about that. Yeah, well, the they beat the Blues, so that that doesn't really count. Yeah, I mean, go Tampa. I'm okay with that now. I think even when, even though we're in Tampa's division now, the Blues are no longer a division rival, I think it's still acceptable to go ahead and root for teams to beat the Blues, even if it costs them points in the race, or even if it costs us points in the race. To a certain extent. Because Tampa and, like, Florida, who who else am I sure? Buffalo, if it's those teams, but if it's, if it's directly impacting the wings and the standings, then whatever. I won't root for St. Louis, but I won't root for the team they're playing. I'll be neutral. I have no idea what I'm saying. I want the wings to win every game. Yeah, I mean, then we can just root for whatever the hell we want. On the other side, sure. we can root for whatever brings us the most joy or brings our enemies the uh, the most unhappiness. Oh, hey, Johnny's on. 
Hello. Oh, she's on mute, though. Should bring hey, Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Hey, how are you? You're, you're live on the Internet. I'm live on the Internet? That's super you're, exciting. You're, you're very live. Um, for those who don't know Jen, she is from Wisconsin. She loves Brendan Smith. She touched the Stanley Cup this past week, and she went to a Red Wings game. And that's her I life did story. Too. I did all of those things. That is my life story. I would Much say that's a pretty complete life. What you guys did, isn't it? This past week, uh, all I did was work. Yeah, on Tuesday, that's way better than what I did. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> cool. Jealous. <laughs> so, you went to Pittsburgh. Uh, how was the game? The How game the was, look? they looked so awesome. The game was so awesome, you guys. It was, like, probably one of the best games that I have ever been to. And I do realize that I'm saying this about a preseason game. It was ridiculous. Pavel did Pavel things and gave me Pavel things. And um, Brendan Smith actually looked good. And I'm going to go ahead and take credit for that because I'm wearing Wisconsin pants. And all the kids looked pretty good. Danny Kaiser looked awesome. And Sidney Crosby looked terrible and went to the box. And it was awesome. So many That was pretty great. He was such a crybaby in that game. He totally was. What did he do? Oh, like after uh, Advocator High School, he was whining for a while. And then Cleary... Uh, Cleary hit him down on the corner, and it looks like he threw himself uh, kind of face first into the boards to try to draw a call, and then he immediately got mad when there wasn't one. And it was just like that kind of shit the rest of the game. And then he took the call on Advocator and then whined, and then he tried to, like, he chased Advocator down the ice somewhere in the third period. There was a lot of stuff that the Penguins did that did not get called, so it was like a very typical game, but we still beat them in their house. It was awesome. And at least no one need Franzen. That's the good thing. I know he didn't even play, but... I saw that tweet. That was funny. So Franzen is looking very absent this game, or whatever you said. That took a long, lot longer than I expected for somebody to come back and be like, he wasn't playing. What did you tweet? I feel like I should know this, but... I said Franzen is so far brand invisible in this game, IMO, SMH. Well, I think it was a lot harder for people to notice that as they couldn't actually watch the game, so... Well, speaking of watching the game, everyone who has Fox Sports Detroit will be able to watch the game Tomorrow night, they're broadcasting live from Boston. You will be at the game, too, won't you? I will indeed be at the game. Very exciting. I hope it's as awesome as the game that I was at. I just hope that Smith has a groin, and it's a healthy one, so he can play. (laughs) That's your hope for every game. That's like your daily affirmation. I hope Smith has a groin. It's pretty, it's, yeah, it's a fact. Well, some other observations from that game. 
um, are that Kyle Quincy is terrible at hockey. That has not changed. <clears throat> but he still looks good on Jimmy's helmet, though. <laughs> He's so bad. We were talking about that loudly, and at least the people around us didn't want to kill us because they thought that was funny, too. But we were totally those people who stood up and cheered and were very obnoxious and smug. It was awesome. Because there were like four Wings fans in the whole entire building. I'm curious what the turnout's going to be tomorrow night at the Garden. I'm sure there'll be a lot of Bruins fans. I mean, obviously it's a home game for them, but it's their first preseason home game of the year. So I may be the only person there in a red jersey. Which specific red jersey, though? I'll be wearing the Smith one because you already told me I wasn't allowed to wear my Cronwall one. I didn't tell you that. Yeah, you did. I said I wouldn't. I said it's almost a jersey foul, and this is something I want to put out to the commenters and and those of you in the the chat and everybody listening on Twitter and, uh, I don't know, anybody else who, who might actually hear this question. I think that it's actually maybe a little bit of jersey foul to wear your uh, 2014 Winter Classic Red Wings jersey before the 2014 Winter Classic. Because <clears throat> they haven't even won. Could you wear it to the Winter Classic? Because technically you'll be wearing it before they haven't actually played the game yet. Yes. So that's allowed. I mean, okay. it's, a, it's a dumb complaint by me anyway, because I'm like a stupid jersey stickler and it's... Your money, wear whatever you want. Put Fartmaster sixty nine on your yeah. I'm, put Fartmaster sixty nine. I don't really care, but it's a matter of my taste, and I'm draconian when it comes to jerseys. I'm conflicted on that. I mean, you spent money on it; it's already ready. But um, but I I don't know. I kind of agree with you to a point. Save it for the Winter Classic. But I want to wear. See, I was going to wear my Smith jersey to the Winter Classic anyway. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I can hang out with all of my fake internet friends and not wear a Brennan Smith jersey. I, I think I might get ridiculed for that. You have a point there too. So. Considering yeah, that was we'll, kind of my we'll claim to for a while. Week. Just wear the Smith right. jersey every other day, and then wear the Cromwell to the Winter Classic, but and I'm immediately be, change. There's going to be 115,000 people at the Big House for the Winter Classic. And I'm going to be the only person wearing a Brendan Smith jersey. So people need to know who I am, right? People know who you are. Uh, Your man's got a good point there on Twitter. People get a pass because of the strike in an alternate universe. The Winter Classic already happened. I can accept that. Uh, Except it was lockout, idiot. Just kidding. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not kidding. It was a lockout, but I, the idiot part. Forgive me. Forgive. Speaking yeah, of forgiveness, different. speaking of forgiveness, someone who will be asking for forgiveness is Polkinen because he's about to get his ass suspended. If he hasn't already, I missed it. Then I'll feel real dumb. I did not see that. I was watching Michael Petrella coach hockey while that game was happening, which well, was good pretty awesome. Pretty much no one else saw it either. But um, uh, they actually I actually bothered posting video of it. Uh, well, Quinville posted that himself personally. 
Oh, yeah, it is. See? Back and to the left. Back until he was like a four-hour speech on it. He should be suspended. That really sure. it really pisses me off how much Quenville kind of whines about that shit in, in preseason. Because um, everybody knows, I mean, everybody who knows hockey you knows the Red Wings knows that Polkanen isn't that kind of guy. I mean, it was a stupid hit. Sure. Um, if if it hadn't been boarding, because I do think that Koska did uh, make a little bit of a turn at the last minute, that that made it a little bit worse. But even if he hadn't done that, uh, where Polkanen was going and how fast he was going, that was going to be a charge anyway. And um, if Koska hadn't a turn, it might have actually been a pick headshot too. Um, which, like I said, that's not what Polkanen does, but his very first shift on on a ice and you know, trying to make a name for himself, and he wants to go out there and, and prove that he can be kind of a physical player and I mean, fuck that up. So I I think it's fucking ridiculous though, that he's giving an in-person hearing and he's probably going to get more than five games for that because we're going to see that same hit four times this season and the combined number of suspendable games that the NHLers are going to get during the season is probably not going to equal what Pokemon's going to get here. And that's just, it's dumb. And now it sucks, though, is they can't, like, keep him on the roster to burn that five games because it's crowded enough as is. Oh, they'll get injury opportunities. They'll just call him up so he can not play. Pretty much. That's what they had to do when your boy Smith did it. Hey, that was a just elbow to the head. He deserved yeah, Ben it. Smith really is kind of a dickbag. But he has future I'm, mental I'm well-being. Still pissed that he lost the WWE Championship to Advocator in a thumb war. That was lame. Advocator probably has like retard strength in a thumb, so doesn't he just look like the kind of guy it would? You're awful. <laughs> So we made it through 30 minutes of this radio show already. We only scheduled it for 60 today, so you guys get 30 less minutes than uh, than uh, normal. By you, I mean go ahead people and, uh, listening. Get ready to bring David on, so I'm going to back out of here. You two keep it going for like two minutes. Okay. So, Jen. Yes. What's, what's your favorite part about Brendan Smith? Well, that he's a badger. That's my favorite part about him. Oh. How about that football game, huh? Let's can we not talk about that? <laughs> that was hilarious. That was so not hilarious. The best part about that game was I didn't watch it because I had to get up early so I could go on my trip. I don't know. I I left my ass off cuz I hate Wisconsin. So, I apologize, but it's Beal it's Beal's fault. Brendan Smith, so that's got to be pretty conflicting for you. Uh, I like you can like players and not and, and disregard the teams. I know that, and it's so much. It's really just football. I could care less about the school and all their other teams, and, and it's really not even a football team. It's just their ex coach who left them at the altar for Arkansas. Well, I think we all feel that way. So I mean, it's okay. He was a dick though. Bielema was a dick. You have to admit that. Well, we all know that. We all admit that. That's fine. We defended him when he was here because he was our coach, but but he's gone now, and 
I mean, he was even, like, kind of an ass on Twitter, like, smack-talking Wisconsin fans, like, immediately after he took that job. So that's totally uncool. And speaking of dicks, uh, JJ is off of mute, so he's back in the podcast, so we can probably stop talking about football now. <laughs> yeah, you guys were on a roll. I didn't want to interrupt you with a, with whatever the hell that was that you guys were going uh, on about. Big big Ten about, football. Oh, Real football. Yeah, oh, Big Ten football. None of that SEC crap. We don't no, pay no, good players. Though. The Big Ten football. We We don't pay players. Hey, I, I brought David with me. Hi, David. How are Speaking you? Speaking of dicks, I guess I, I follow in. I'm JJ's, I'm JJ's sidekick, I guess. Just You're my bit. Robin. Just remember that. Uh, well, at least Robin is not Justin Bieber. That made me cry out loud in the middle of a lecture. Wait. What? <laughs> they did a the prank. So you know how Ben Affleck's new. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Bieber took a picture of himself holding the Batman versus Superman script saying he was going to be Robin. And the internet's stupid, so they got all pissed off. Well, that's kind of what we do. I mean, we're, we're the internet. Just join us for all the knee-jerk fun reactions. Oh, come Pretty on. Much. You guys got tricked by Justin Bieber? I that's didn't. Embarrassing. I didn't get David. tricked. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, 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 well. All right. When somebody let's, – let's put this in perspective here. When somebody is in the middle of a lecture that's 250 people – it contains 250 people, and a girl turns around and starts gasping because Justin Bieber is going to become the next Robin, that I turn around, look at the girl, and I just yell out pretty loudly, you've got to be kidding me. And then the entire room stops. wasn't the best idea I've ever had. Was it an attractive girl? Yeah, was she hot? Would I be talking to a girl if she wasn't attractive? Okay, that was a good idea. Yes. What if she liked sports? She's a Red Wings fan. She's a Pistons fan, so I feel very bad for her. She doesn't know that the Red Wings exist, which is funny because she's from Southfield. So I have yet to do the math on girls from Southfield who do not like the Detroit Red Wings. But go figure. Ace a break it to you. She's all not everyone hockey. No, I understand. I understand. Kind of. Yeah, but we don't have to deal with these people. (laughs) We deal with them every day. They just tweet snarky things about how angry we are at ESPN all the time. That's what we do for non-hockey fans. We belittle them until they leave us alone. (laughs) Well, you do. That's kind of your thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But but it would be great if everybody were like me, right? JJ belittles everybody, though, not just not hockey fans. I would say JJ goes as far as belittling inanimate objects. Well, JJ Definitely. belittles his own people. You should see how he <laughs> Graham. Not that Graham doesn't deserve it, but... I used to get myself in trouble when I worked at McDonald's because um, people were like, hey, could you put down the hash browns? And I would stand there and like scream, you're terrible potatoes, you're... You're just awful. Nobody will ever love you. And then my manager goes, what the fuck are you doing? So you told me to put down the hash browns. Why is that? I guess that's only funny because it's 11 o'clock. No, it was funny then, too. (laughs) This was like 15 years ago. Comedy was simpler. 
and segues were better. Hurry up, Jeff. Fifteen years ago, I was ten. And the number nice. 10 is retired by the Red Wings, and is one less than 11, which is Alfredson's number. And I wonder how Alfredson looked in that game, but no one got to watch it. So we will never know. Hopefully he plays tomorrow when I'm at the game in Boston. Is anyone else who's listening going to the game? You should tell me in the flash chat thingy. Well, there was a beer. There was one person whose opinions I generally respect who went to the game and commented on the Malik report about it. It goes by perfection. He's a little bit long-winded, but his uh, avatar is a picture of Hashik making Gabrick flip over him, so that's pretty impressive. And he says, he, uh, while I was excited to see Alfie and Weiss, I can say they did very little. Weiss showed some glimpses and definitely left me excited by his potential, but as a line, they just weren't that dangerous. I'm sure going up against an actual top line didn't help much. But I think it'll just take some time for them to get a groove. Bird didn't look all that bad out there. He was actually probably more noticeable than Alfie. Um, then he went on to talk about the power play and the PK. So, there's nothing like there having are. a there's nothing like yeah. having a second line center that gets you excited about his potential. I, we haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah, yeah really, really missing that piece of the puzzle. <laughs> I don't know. Listening to the radio broadcast last or on Tuesday or Wednesday when they were no oh, Tuesday. I'll get it right eventually. Uh, when they were actually bothering to talk about the game, uh, Alfredson got mentioned quite a bit, but it was mostly like, hey, he's got the puck, and now he doesn't have the puck. But it was really hard to tell basically what was going on at any time during during the game because the WGN guys were essentially baseball announcers. They would just tell long, boring stories while shit was going on. And they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, stuff just happened. And you'd hear the announcer on on the PA talk about, you know, when he was announcing the, the Weiss penalty, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, oh, yeah, there's somebody going to the box. Well, thanks a lot for that, dickheads. I'm pretty sure they didn't call more than two minutes of actual game action during the third. I mean, let's be honest. It's preseason hockey, and no one really cares that much. Oh, I'm I not overly do. concerned about that game at all because of Jonas Gustafson. So, like, I mean, seriously? Oh, yeah, how, did he give up both the goals? Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, it was only two. That's pretty good for him, right? I would venture, I guess, to say yes. I don't enjoy I mean, Jonas Gustafsson very much. I don't think anybody really does. <clears throat> Mrazic was awesome, though, and when they put him in, all the fans around us were like, cool, now we're going to score some goals, and we were all like, hmm, no, think again. I did for that. How, how did Ferraro look? I'm I'm oddly good. He's very bad. curious. I thought he looked really you're, good. I you're think, cheating on Brendan Smith with Landon Ferraro. You know, his dad's more famous. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I very I figured I'd stalk into money, so he looked pretty good. Everyone looked. good. Pretty good, except for Dan Cleary did not look very good, and you know no knees. there were a lot of times when it was like, "Hey, buddy, right behind you there. It's right, right, it's right there. Look behind you." I wasn't very impressed with Anderson, Anderson in that game either. No, not really. Tatar looked awesome. <clears throat> Pretty much everyone, except for those, you know, a few people. And, you know, obviously, Kyle Quincy, I can't say that enough. 
Dandy Kaiser was pretty incredible in that game too. He looked like a like a real adult. He looks like um, a you know just I don't even want to say it. He looks like he's going to be like our guy, the guy that we cry over twenty years from now. Boy, that's that's some high expectations. <laughs> He I, he seriously looks that good. He's he's that guy. He's awesome. <laughs> he just called him Lidstrom, basically. So I didn't, I didn't say that, but <laughs> you implied actually, it, though. I didn't actually say that. Yeah, perhaps I implied it. Yes, he's. I think he's. I think he's as good as the hype. Would you call that wishful thinking or a pipe dream? Or would you actually call it true? Um, I don't know if it's true yet. I think it's going to be true. I don't I don't think it's wishful thinking or a pipe dream. I think he's legitimately an awesome defenseman. And he's I not gonna take like, you know, Jonathan Erickson time to maybe possibly be one. I'm just waiting for the sophomore slump to kick in at, at any time, and I just hope that I hope that it doesn't ever happen. Oh, you know it's going to happen, and then everyone's going to want to kill him and cut him from the team and trade him to Winnipeg. Trade him to Calgary for Hoodler. We already yeah, they'll be wanting to get rid of him by then. Oh, there's no good. There's no bad time to go back to talking about Hoodler. No, there really isn't. There really, I, I honestly don't think there's a single positive thing that can be said about Yuri Hildler at this point in time. Perhaps he's the world's what? greatest Meyer shopper. I, you know, no, I'm not talking. You're about insane. That. I am not insane. I'm, I'm Yuri being Hitler's a realist. Incredible. Yuri Hildler's incredible. Are we talking about Yuri Hildler behind the scenes or on the ice? On the ice. On the ice. Okay, I'm talking about behind the scenes. No, oh, behind the scenes, Yuri Hildler's even more incredible. <laughs> He's uh, you, yes, yes, I can. I, I'm, I'm sure. He's smaller than Polkin and, and larger than life. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you can basically compare him to those hash browns you put out of McDonald's 15 years ago. That would be my guess. I don't even like hash browns. How do you not? Okay, oh, back up. How do you not like hash browns? Do you not well, like potatoes? I like potatoes. Okay. Do you like fried potatoes? I like French fries. Okay. Now turn up. We don't really need to go through the whole Socratic method for this guy. I I think we do because no, we don't. But still, you know what? uh, What else do we have written out? We're winging it. Are are we having the waffles debate? No, the waffles are pretty much settled. No, I I won that years ago. French toast is better than waffles. French toast is better than waffles, but I ate at this place in Pittsburgh today that had that might actually make me change my mind. See, there you go. These waffles were incredible. Well, at the Winter Classic, everyone's having breakfast at my house, and we're having French toast, and everyone will be believers in French toast. French toast is soggy bread. It's like scrambled eggs that got caught in prison of soggy bread. That's terrible. It's delicious. 
I, I hope you're serious. I would love to come eat French toast at your house. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't, my mom doesn't really make French toast. I just said that. To, but I'm sure we could have pancakes. My mom knows how to make well, pancakes. Well, you do that. I'm going to show up and, and demand that your mother cook me breakfast. Well, at one point, it was going to be like the whim house for a week, but then I kicked you guys out. So, yeah, but you can, you, you can blame my sister for that. Your sister didn't tell me that I couldn't stay. No, but my sister got married and then had a kid and then decided to sell her house to build a house, and the house isn't ready, and that's why they're staying at my parents' house, which is why you and Graham can't stay at my house. So, If you loved your sister, you'd put her up in a hotel. A nice one. <sighs> I'm poor. I spent all my money on tickets for the Winter Classic, so... I'm working that out... Well, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I'm trying to buy tickets, and I'm trying to bring my friends up from Tampa, who are from Oak Park. And I don't understand why the NHL finds the need to put on a separate festival in Detroit and then proceed to make you buy tickets for them, because clearly there are not too many people who want to attend that on their own. <laughs> so why do it? Wait, you don't know why the NHL would come up with an evil scheme to make you pay more money? Uh, well, I mean... I do know why they come up with an evil scheme to make me pay more money. As a consumer, I completely understand it. As an economist or aspiring economist, I even I understand it even more. I'm just angry about it. So there's, I guess, a okay. difference there. Much see, I'm excited. I want to go see the Griffins play at Comerica Park. That'd be cool. No problem with that. If you're with our group, you will be able to do that. So who's actually coming up to my neck of the woods in, in the winter besides Jeff? Is it just Jeff? No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm from there, so, I mean, it's just going home for the holidays. Ah, uh, well, I, I go to so, school and here. I'm older so. than you, so my neck of the woods. You're about seven years older than me, if my math serves me right. Uh, how old am I? Well, you said you were 10 years old, or, sorry, what did you say? You were 15, 10 years ago? Something like that. Yeah, ten years ago I was eight. So math. That's the Michigan difference. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. No, I just fucking whippersnappers. No, I was just reading Zach's tweet. This would be Jen's husband. Uh French toast at Jeff's house. I'm sorry I won't eat anything in the shape of Smith's groin. Oh, stay away from those gingerbread cookies. Well, that's a lie because he's been defending hash browns this whole time. True. So, does anybody want to resurrect Damian Bruner? Nope. Anybody? Uh, the Devils are going to do that. He's going to oh. get a contract, right? Uh, well, show, do do I uh, do I speak about my? diminished knowledge here. I would say he's a very good candidate to make the roster. He's probably going to fill in the missing third line left wing spot for the Devils. Uh, I think he was, just like everybody else, stupid to turn down that contract for the Wings. And, uh, well, Danny Cleary wouldn't have a job in Detroit had, had Damien Brunner not turned that contract down, you can argue. He's a very good Thanks skilled player, lot, I think. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, 
I still believe that the Devils were shortchanged by not signing Miroslav Shatan to a contract because now they have a man named Damien and he's a devil. So I, I think the travesty. Everyone on earth would have bought that jersey. I would have. Oh, oh yeah. We've done it. I still would. He's still, he's still able to play in the NHL possibly. If you would like so, to bring back a 38-year-old uh, Slovenian or no, Czechoslovakian man who's currently playing in, uh, I think, Bratislava, maybe? They should do it just for just for merch purposes. Or they should just sign him to a three-day contract like Mike Madonna and just have him retire as a devil even though he never played for them. Could do that. So who are the devils going to get rid of? I see they've got 15 forwards already. Uh... I, I would be more concerned about who the wings are getting rid of, although it's pretty easy to fill in. I think... Yeah, we've been talking well, about that for too long. Yeah. <laughs> we need a break. We're talking devils now. Well, uh, John Fisher, our friend over in Louis Trust, the overly serious version of, uh, of a hockey blog, I would say is probably going to go along the lines of Damien Bruno's going to get signed and... There's room for one out of the six aspiring forwards that fall into the category of that third-line spot. It's the only hole in the roster. Their fourth-line center, uh, Stephen Giantos, Brian Giantos' brother, is very good, but he's on a two-way contract, so he'll probably get sent down at some point. Uh, Olesh, who apparently blew out his knees, both of them, twice in the past. Let's go. I think Josephson's been waiting on his chance. You should probably take a look at his teeth. He also takes quite a few pictures with Gabriel Landeskog. And Reed Boucher is going to get uh, cooked in the minors. He has to. He's been terrible. Um, they're going to send down to Stastito. Uh Tedemby looks very good. All the Swedes. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely take a look. Chris Barch? Are they going to keep Chris Barch? He's on the roster right now. Uh, he was on the roster last year, but he's a terrible hockey player, and Cam Jansen's worse. So pick your poison. Yeah, that's that's just... Wow, the Devils are going to be bad again. Uh, you know, I, w- right, I would like to say they're not going to be very good. They're not going to be as good as people are now hyping them out to be. If they sign Brunner, they'll be okay, but they're still not going to reach major heights. We're talking about making the playoffs. The Wings are, in Alfredson's mind anyway, trying to win a cup. I don't know what the verdict is in Detroit. They've got a great overrated goalie tandem, though. Oh, in Jersey? Yeah. Uh, I know you're not a big fan of Corey Schneider. Or at least you haven't seen enough of him. Well, he terrifies me. Why does he terrify you? He looks like an evil leprechaun. Well, he's a redhead. So what would you like from him? We have a ginger goalie. If Jonas Gustafsson was was Wait, ginger, we? excuse me, we? they. You're one of those people. I I actually am one of those people too. I don't know. I said we. No, I'm actually not one of those people. I was like, you're saying we about the wrong team, though. Yeah, true. I grew up a Devils fan. I'm sorry, but I I have I've split allegiances. Uh, I only watched no, I watched Schneider play the other night because it was the only preseason feed I could get other than the Bruins had, and that feed died after about five minutes, but I did catch the Brad Richards save, and that was pretty promising. You can't judge a goaltender's career based on one save, as evidenced by uh, Sebastian Caron, formerly of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and Sidney Crosby dropping the F-bomb in the middle of a play. So how much is Brenner going to get on his deal with the Devils? 
he better not get much. That's I don't know what he's going to get because this is a team that's got Michael Ryder to steal, but at the same time, they also signed Ryan Clough to about $5 million a year, which I don't agree with. So, <laughs> so congratulations. We have a concussed, unhealthy replacement for David Clarkson, who, by the way, was extremely overrated, not worth his contract. He's making John Tavares money uh, in Toronto. And I would say if they're smart, they'll sign him for about a million five, two million. Similar to a million five would be less than he played for last year. Well, he's desperate. Who else is going to offer him anything at this point? You think the Wings are going to bring him back? I don't think so. I think if he's impressive in camp, he'd get a better than a million five offer from somebody. Probably Phoenix is still looking for a forward. Uh, Phoenix, actually, yeah, they do have money now, apparently. So who's the, what's the uh, first line? Doan, Ribeiro, and who? Not Paul <laughs> Not No, not for 10 games. Uh, not not for eternity. Um, I could see Hansel, maybe. I don't know. The, the forward core of the... Oh, no, Hansel's injured, isn't he? He took that nasty hit from Nolan. I'm, I'm just confused by the Phoenix Coyotes. That was Kleslow that got hurt by Nolan. Was Kleslow got hurt by Nolan? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Split squad. Um, Bodker. Bodker is supposedly a goal scorer, but... Yeah, right. Not. <laughs> Bissonette thinks he's a goal scorer. <clears throat> uh, who cares? They're on the inferior west now. More uh, enjoy Eastern, it, yeah. Western contest. What should we call know. it now? I mean, we used to call them the Leastern, but now we're the Beastern Conference. I would say, I would no, say, that's terrible. yeah, that's first of all. Well, it's not as bad as Metropolitan. That's that's number one. Uh, number two, um, the only I, I've been saying this hypothesis the entire day. I really, truthfully believe the only top six that might arguably be better than Detroit, and they still they score by committee. It's different. Uh, Boston Bruins. That is a very hard statement to support because I am a wholehearted believer in Erickson and Ginla. But at Who's the same time, not me. Jen. I'm sorry, what? I have Definitely Jen. <clears throat> huh? I'm sorry, I can't hear you over my meat hooks calling. I'm super popular and have lots of uh, <laughs> messages going on right now. That's okay. I'm like... traveling like all day long, so I'm like practically brain dead. How's the Skrilla doing? Everybody's brain dead once in a while. Like, Especially the sorority girls. And then my trip home took way longer than I thought it was going to because of hell construction on I-90, so that was awesome. And a thunderstorm. <clears throat> but I got home, so that's good. Hey, Jeff, are you going to let me press this button in the audio clips, or are you going to do it before the uh, show's over? It was going to be my goodbye song. Okay. So, I mean, we've got like six minutes left here before it shuts us off. So do you guys well, just... have any... Go ahead. No, continue. No, with final thoughts. Let's let's get to that. Final hockey related thoughts before we say goodbye. Anything? 
Um, I think that our team is going to be super awesome this year based on the very first preseason game and only hockey I have actually looked at this year. Very bold. Usually a good judge of uh, how a team's going to do during the season. It's their first preseason game. Exactly. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, what do you got? Uh, I think the second line of the Wings needs time. They'll be very good. The Wings will be a very good team coming to the weaker East. They'll be amazing. And also, the Michigan hockey team freaks me out. Personally, I've run into them way too many times. They're very freaky people. I'll pass it to JJ. You don't get to pass it to JJ. I oh, I don't get to pass it? All right. I'll, Dude, I'll, you're I'll a guest on this podcast radio thing. Oh, am I not a part of it? No, you're, you're a guest. Oh, I'm a guest. You're a guest. Jen's a guest. JJ and myself are technically the ones who are not guests because we have the fancy studio in front of us on our computers. <laughs> With the audio clip that you never fade out properly. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, Boom. I don't even remember what my... Uh... <laughs> Jesus. I just hung up on him. <laughs> I'm such a dick. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> what was your final hockey-related thought, JJ? Don't feel bad, Dave. We're wrapping this up anyway. That was uh, that was impressive. <laughs> There's a power. The, the power there. Yeah, the power of the studio really does get to you. Like I've been wanting uh, to press that button all night. How many times have I wanted to just send Graham packing? And now you can with. Well, I mean, you could have always wanted to do this on, on Skype too. Yeah. Uh, final hockey-related thoughts. Uh, I, I actually do agree. It's gonna. I think it's gonna take the second line a little while to play to get off their offense going, but I think they're going to start off playing pretty good defense, and that's really all that's going to be needed from them early. Um, I think uh, Drew Miller is really good. I thought that for a while. That's, that's a good That's a good final thought. I thought it was good to end on Drew Miller. Yeah, my, uh, my final thought is that I learned today that Ken Cal's last name is not really Cal. Oh, yeah, what is it? Kalzinski. Ken Kalzinski. Probably a good shortening for the, yes, I the radio. And if anyone can hear me over Jen's typing, once again, Kalzinski. <laughs> Get a keyboard from the century, Jen. <laughs> it's made of wood. Uh, and finally... One final, uh, final, final thought is it's more of a announcement statement, but we'll be having a very special, prominent guest on this podcast soon that we'll let you know about in the future. But we're not going to tell you about it right now. But he has to do with the Red Wings, so what we call a tease in the business. And that's it. That's all we got. It's been Winging at Motown Radio. JJ and Jen, say goodbye. Dog goes woof, cat goes meow, bird goes tweet, and mouse goes squeak. Cow goes moo, frog goes crow, and the elephant goes toot. Ducks and quack, and fish go blub, and the steel goes ow, 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 but there's no sound.